Hello, everyone. And welcome to our podcast, Collages, Collages of Cleverness, where you can enjoy weekly tutorials, reviews, art, and more. My name is Rosemary Nicole. And I'm Malia Yvonne. This episode, we are continuing with the Needlework series, and we are going to um, talk about Needlepoint. Yes, so today I will be introducing our guest. We have my aunt Dot today. So she um, is, has done a lot of amazing needlework. She actually just showed us, or needle, sorry, needlepoint work, and she actually just showed us some. So we're really excited to hear from her. Um, so we've, we've, we're going to interview her today all about her incredible um, work that she's done. And so we've written down some questions, and um, we're, we're super yeah. excited because I just saw some pictures, and they're incredible. Yeah, so um, first, do you want to just introduce yourself briefly? Well, as Nick, Rosemary said, my name is Dot or Dorothy. Um, I am Rosemary's aunt. I have done needlepoint for a long time, but I really started when my daughter was born, or shortly before, and Hannah is turning 26, so we'll say for the last 30 years. Wow. It's incredible. Great. Um, How did you get into needlepoint? I don't actually know. I've always done a lot of different kinds of projects. I actually like sewing. Um, and when I was young, I did some basic uh, cruel needlepoint, rug hooking, all these different kind of crafty projects. And I know for explicitly when a friend of mine got married, I made a needlepoint sampler um, for her wedding present and I thought that that was something nice that I could give her that was special for me and that's what I sort of continued like I see the stockings that I've made as a present and I've always said that's the only present you're going to get from me in your entire life and it's different than anything else you've ever gotten so it just became my thing it's really cool um, Rosie, do you want to yeah. ask the next question? Mm-hmm. Yeah, first I just wanted to say, I love that you, like, stuck with that, because I've, you know, I've came up with, like, a passion, and been obsessed with it, and been, like, sure that that's what I wanted to do, and a week later, something like that, I'll have, like, completely forgotten about it, so, <coughs> that's pretty cool that you still do it. Well, Needlepoint is like a lot of other things that I like in that, you know, I am a musician, I've been a distance runner, and um, all of these things are things you can do a little bit often. So a stocking may take a year to finish, but you don't have to do it every day. Or you don't have to do it for hours a day. You can do a, you know, one 15-minute session, put it away, the next day you have some free time, you do it again. Um, Yeah, that's nice. And by doing a little bit regularly, you start to see progress. That's what my mom told me. Um, I've done some knitting. Yeah, my mom knits and crochets, and she's done it, I don't know how long, her whole life, I guess. Um, And I, she always tries to teach me every year, she'll pull something out, and she'll have me try, and I never get past, like, the fifth row. And... 
Um, I always ask her how she finishes blankets and, and big things that take forever. And she says, well, I just, you know, I watch a show and I do it in 20 minutes and then I go to bed and that's what I do every day. So. Nice. Okay, huh? so, um, so I have the next question. I just, this is kind of not unrelated, but I just wanted, I was wondering, like, what's, you know, the coolest or most intricate, like, thing you've, you've ever made in Needlepoint? Like, maybe the thing you're most proud of or just a, a cool project that you've done? Well, do you know what makes one Needlepoint project more intricate or different from another one? Because there are easier ones and there are definitely harder ones. You know, I mentioned that Lucas's stocking, I will probably never, ever make again. Yeah, Lucas is my cousin. Yeah, and it doesn't really, it, it, I just know that that one, and that was actually something that I accidentally discovered, that I would order a uh, kit from someplace and would come with the the fabric, the Ada fabric that you use that has the little holes in it and all the colored fabric. And I was like, oh, one's the same as the other. Then I got this one, and I realized, no, they're not all the same. So the fabric you use has a count to it, and it's a count of holes per inch. So if you have more holes per inch, they're closer together. Your stitches are smaller. So Liquis's stocking is what's called 18 count. And 18 count, you are able to do a lot more intricate, but it takes a lot more time. And my eyes are not what they used to be, and my hands aren't what they used to be. So Lucas's stocking took me two years. Wow. Do you want to just describe that to us since, you know, since people listening can't see it? Right, well, it's just, there's, it's like making, you know, a, mo a mosaic. If you put, mm -hmm. people put little pieces of glass or stones, and each individual one is a little bit of color. Or even light bright. Did you ever do light bright? No. No. But it's okay. kind of reminding me of, like, like pixels on, like, a photo, like, oh, a pixels? app. Where you have exactly. to, like, build a bunch of little squares with the color, but when you, when you, like, zoom out, it's like a picture. Well, the difference between now, there are 4K televisions, and why do they look better than the old tubes? Because you have more pixels per inch. So the same thing with a needlepoint. If you have more bits of color per inch, you can do more things, and it looks more intricate. So if you're starting out, you would definitely use something more like a 14 count. And the difference between 14 count and 16 count is huge. Wow. Yeah, we, she actually just showed us pictures of the stockings she's made, and they were really amazing and impressive. I don't remember exactly what it looked like, but I think the one she was talking about just had a bunch of, you know, characters and colors on it, and it was really pretty and impressive. Um, Malia, do you have the next question? I do. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what is the biggest mistake you've ever made? Oh, I've made tons of mistakes. You just learn how to cover them up. Um, so yeah, I'm like, what did you learn from it? Well, you develop new techniques because, oh, these are what's called counted cross stitch. So you're following a pattern and you have to like say, okay, I have four, four blocks that are supposed to do the blue and then it's supposed to be the white. And the trouble is, if you get one off and you're building the white against the blue and the blue is off, the white now is off. So I learned little tricks on how to keep checking, making sure that whatever I'm putting in the next section is right based on something else. 
And sometimes you learn you actually have to pull the stuff out and start all over again. And that's annoying. It really is. Oh, hey, but I, wait, I have a good mistake. <laughs> okay. I was making a stocking for my nephew, Matthew, who's on my other side. And you know, one of the things you do on stockings is you write the name at the top. And so I finished it, and I looked, and I was like, oh, they're probably going to notice I'm missing a T. <laughs> That one I had to pull out the whole thing because it was centered. So that was probably the biggest wow. mistake I've ever made. So we I call like... it the the Matu. Wow. Yeah, if I, you know, I don't have that much patience. If that happened to me, I probably would have just gave up, given it to them like that, or like you know, drawn on a T with Sharpie or something. But I'm I wouldn't like be that devoted. Like I like to do crafts, but I do not have too much patience. So. Yeah, me neither. If I get one thing wrong, like, um, one little part of something, I'll just leave it and pretend that nobody will ever notice because I don't, don't ever point it out. But, um, yeah. my mom always notices and then she makes me pull it out. Well, so the other thing that I learned from that over many years, since I am older than you are, is that when that happens, I need to put the project away. And then one day come back, and all the goal of that day is to undo. And then another two or three days later, start again. If I think about having to restart, I don't do it either. That's nice. That's a, um, I feel like that's a good motivation tip because I, I can see how that would work, and I agree that I wouldn't want to start over either. I think this is Malia's uh, came up with this question, but what was, like, the biggest uh, – project that you've ever needle pointed and if it's you know if it was that stocking then just another big project you've done um i've mostly done stockings because that's been my thing and the only the other big one i remember is the wedding picture for my friend's wedding and i remember about that was i had to finish it and i was working on the airplane home back when you could take scissors and needles onto a plane Oh, wow. My mom still manages to get them onto the plane. She just has to always get her bag checked. Nice. Okay. Is it my turn? The next question, yeah. What is your best tip of all time? About needlepoint? Mm-hmm. If you're starting out, pick a small project. Actually, my husband did one back when my... I think when Hannah was a baby, or maybe it was Ian was a baby, and what he did was a light switch cover. Right? That's something that's manageable. You're not going to pick your first project as something big. Pick it as something that you could actually finish and be proud of. I've never heard anybody uh, needle felt a light switch cover. It sounds really cool. Needle point, yeah. Oh, you can, you can needle point Christmas ornaments. You can needle point cards to send to people. Wow, um, this is are... literally getting me more into, like, interested in doing this, because I've never done it before. Um, there are certainly books you can buy that are just, they'll have a picture of this finished project, and then a page that you can copy that is the page that you follow. But yeah, you can do something this big. Wow. That's yeah. really cool. It's like the size of a tomato. <laughs> um. Great. So the ne my next question for you, Dot, is um, 
What are your favorite, like, um, materials, and if you want to be specific, like, brands of materials, so, you know, for yarn or whatever is needed for needlepoint? So with needlepoint, you can usually do projects two different ways. One is you can buy a kit, like I did with all the stockings, and the kit comes with everything you need. It comes with the needle. It comes with the fabric. It comes with all of the colored thread. Or you can buy the fabric itself and the floss. It's actually called floss. And there's two major brands. The brand that I've always used is called DMC. And when the, you, it will tell you the color codes of all of the DMC floss that you need. Actually, hold on a second. I can pull out. I have a, I have a box of the floss right behind me, but it's going to take me 10 seconds to go get it. That's right. Um... And I forget what I was going to say. Completely. Okay. She is back. I know. Nobody can. You can't see it. But the girls can. So this is just a box of floss. Oh, yeah. I think I have a box like that for beads. It's just a bunch yeah. of questions. Um, not questions. Sections for different organizing. So you buy the floss, and then you make a note of the color so that you know which it is, and then that the pattern will tell you what's what. So that's the other way to make a project. Um, and there are catalogs of all different kinds of projects, and you can go to a craft store, and you can buy the floss. And you, It's harder to get the fabric piece now. That you probably have to order online because there's not many stores around that sell it. Hey. Um, um, Malia, do you want to share the next question? Um, what is the best thing that you've learned from Needlepoint? Patience, young Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, I need to, I need to learn that. Sounds like a good thing for me. Have there been any specific times that you really, uh, that really helped you with that? Any specific projects where you needed patience? Oh, they all take patience, but patience is a skill you learn as you get older. I certainly didn't have much patience when I was a teenager. I have much more patience now. My grandma tried to teach me patience when I was little, and, uh, well, she was doing it with me and my sister, Anna, which has been on this podcast before, and, um... Anna seemed to get it because Anna does everything at a much slower pace than I do. Um, and she was very proud of Anna because she got patience and I was not patient in the least bit. Um, I didn't get um, very much uh, candy that day. Patience is not a contest. <laughs> well, apparently my grandma thought it was. <laughs> Has there been a certain project that you've learned something else from that stands out to you? Most of the projects that I've done are just your basic, what's called a cross stitch, where you make one stitch in one direction like an X and then the other stitch in another direction, so you form an X. Um, some of the more intricate ones have other kinds of stitches, like half cross stitch, where you only do half of the block. And... Sometimes they actually had to do mixing colors. So the more intricate projects will have some of those more advanced techniques. So tell us, this is a question I've been dying to ask. Is needlepoint the same thing as cross stitch? Needlepoint is more
more general than cross-stitch. So cross-stitch, you can do a project that is only cross-stitch. Needlepoint will usually involve a couple other kinds of stitches. Like most of the stockings, you know, they will have some of the half stitches, um, but they'll also be French knots, which is a different kind, which it yeah. makes basically a little, basically a blob, a dot on the fabric. So there'll be decorations. Um, Backstitching is a way that you just make a chain, so you often outline blocks or areas of fat, of color that make them stand out more. So Needlepoint has all those different stitches in addition to cross-stitch. Wow, I did not know that. Me neither. I thought uh, cross-stitch is more complicated. I know, I thought they were, I, I didn't even know. Um, okay. Uh, the last question is, what is your favorite project to make? Is Or like, project in general, or it could be a specific one that you've made that you were most proud of, or that you just liked the best, or that you had more fun making anything? Well, I'm gonna probably have to go to the ones that I made for my own children. And I'm still kind of in awe. I don't know how I made Ian's, because I had Hannah, and Hannah was a two-and-a-half-year-old who didn't sleep. So that's the <laughs> one. I, I can't figure out how I actually finished that stocking. That's that's funny. Yeah. I mean, I guess you have a little time here and there, and you don't notice it grows, and all of a sudden you're like, I'm done. Wow. Yeah, that, that's what teaches you patience, is having young children. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um... We have these fun, our whole family has these fun different animal stockings at my grandma's house. And because we can't go to Chicago this year, my grandma lives in Chicago, and we always go to Chicago. There's never been a Christmas I haven't gone. But because of COVID, um, we can't go this year, most likely. Um, so we have stockings that my grandma or my nana bought from, uh, like, they were probably like $1. She wrote our names with glitter glue, and they're all peeling off, but... <laughs> It was the effort that counts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, speaking of COVID-19, we are on Zoom right now, so hopefully the audio has been fine the whole time. The audio on this um, computer is not the best, but, I mean, it, it's, oh I well. didn't feel like going yeah, to so the big computer. Yeah, so I think that's all the questions we have, right, Malia? Um, those are um, the questions we, that we wrote down, but we probably have yeah. others. I mean, we also want to ask you, this is a more general question. Do you have any tips that you want to share that you haven't talked about yet for either needlepoint or cross stitch or any, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's basic, it's repetitive and you have to get into, you have to like the repetitive nature of it. Hmm. Well, what was the first yeah. thing you ever needlepointed? I'm not exactly sure. I know that I did, I can recall doing some little sampler kind of thing, probably when I was about eight or ten, that was not really cross-stitch, but, so, back in the olden days, um, <laughs> I'm thinking more like my grandmother's childhood and my mother's childhood, it was traditional that girls, because it was girl kind of thing, did a sampler. And a sampler would be a small project that had all the different kinds of stitches. Oh, that's an, here's another idea. The, besides counter cross stitch, you can actually buy projects that have the stamp on the fabric. And that's 
a little easier to get right because you're not jumping back and forth from the picture that shows you where to put the stitches and the stitches. Oh. So maybe that's a better place that for a beginner. Helpful. Yeah. Did you want to finish your other story? Um, so I know that at some point when I was pretty little, I did some kind of sampler. And I think I may have even did some kind of cross... Not, it wasn't a full... It was more a sampler, like a doll blanket. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, I just remembered another question, and now I don't. Let me see. Wow, what was my question? Well, meanwhile, Malia, do you have anything else you want to ask? I don't have any questions either. I'm blanking. I had one. Wow, I had one. Well, I also, I, this was a needle point, but Malia, I also remember, like, learning how to knit and making a doll blanket, and it started nice and square, and it got kind of, like, warped at the top because I accidentally added stitches. <laughs> exactly what happened to my sister. She, now she does nice things, but, um, she was making a blanket for her favorite teacher's baby, and it was supposed to be a diamond shape, and it ended up being, like wonky really wonky my mom didn't my mom is a perfectionist and so she wanted to fix it um and so she made she fixed it and she made it it was it wasn't that hard but she um fixed it and it took Anna like a year or something it was way past when the baby was born and um my mom gave it to the teacher and she wasn't even that excited and Anna, and Anna came back and she was like They, she probably just didn't realize how much effort actually went into it. Yeah. Usually people don't realize. For all she knew, it could have been from the store. I mm -hmm. mean, anyway. See, if you give a wonky blanket, somebody knows it's not from the store. <laughs> then she should have given her the wonky one. It was really soft, so I, I wouldn't have been opposed to the wonky one. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, well... I don't know if I remember my question, so... Also, I'm sorry if you're hearing clicking. Um, I am... I'm using a mouse, and it's really, really loud, so... Oh, no, I'm not hearing it. <laughs> okay, well, then they probably don't hear it. Okay, well, thank you, Dot. Is there anything else you want to share about, um, about Needlepoint? It's a dying art. People don't do it so much anymore, but that's because they got other things to do. Yeah, it's funny. It seems like as things get more advanced and like you can do things faster, it's still like those old arts are still not being used, even though it seems like people would have more time. But then also the advancements have jobs, so it's very complicated. I think people that do it are really passionate about it, but it's not as widespread as I say, it used to be every girl would do a sampler. And probably of the every girl that did a sampler, nine out of ten of them really didn't like it. But their moms thought they had to do it. Wow. <laughs> um, I, I forget what I was going to say. This always happens. Whenever, you, whenever you're supposed to talk, you never remember what you're supposed to say. And when someone else is talking, you remember, but mm -hmm. you can't say it. Because somebody else is talking. Anyway. Well, that's what you're learning while you're doing these podcasts, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's not working so well. 
<laughs> oh, it's just taking longer than you want. Maybe that's it. If you think back to your first podcast, was it a rip-roaring success? No. No, but it has the most plays. <laughs> it does? I think so, or maybe it's our trailer, I forget which one. Trailer we probably did 200 times. Yeah. Anyway, well, thanks. Thanks for doing this interview, I guess. Yes, thank you so it was, much. It was um, really interesting to hear, and I'm actually thinking about asking my mom about this because I was not at all interested in this. I didn't even really know what it was until before this podcast, and I hope all of you listening feel similar now because I got inspired, so... Well, go check out, there's, you can just Google needlepoint sites, there's a couple big ones, Hirschner's is one, and you can go online and just see all the different kinds of projects that are out there. Hmm. Well, that's, thank you. I think probably the most inspiring thing um, from this podcast was seeing those incredible stockings that you made. Yeah, and I'm Wait. sorry you all listening can't see them, but they were yeah. really amazing. They were. Yeah. So... Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Okay. And keep up the podcast. Ding. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, we're back because of our seamless editing. You didn't even know. Um, well, we we actually don't edit. Um, anyway. Um, anyway. We so, wanted yeah. you to know um, that this is the last episode in the Needlework series. Yes. So, uh, next, we'll be introducing a new series. We're actually doing, a, I don't know if you say physical arts, but we're not doing visual arts for the next series because we've been doing a lot of that. We're going to be doing a dance series, which we're really excited about because we both like dance, mm-hmm. and we hope that you guys all will, um, you know, like that because we're changing it up, but hopefully uh, it's enjoyable. And, yeah, we also didn't continue some of the things that we started last week yeah will probably in the future Um, like you know collecting games and stuff and we are going to try to do that um really fun podcast that we actually did in the middle of this series um that we're going to try to do at the beginning which was called needlework games so it'll be about dance so dance games we have some really special guests that are going to come on um if they want to i haven't asked yet (laughs) Anyway, you can look forward to that, and, um, yeah, thanks again, Dalt, for being on the podcast. Um, yeah, thank you. Okay, um, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Collages Collages of of Cleverness. We appreciate you tuning in. Don't miss next week's podcast. Thank Thank you. you. Goodbye.